you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello and happy holidays, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's festive wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Shaq. It's the week of Christmas. Whenever you're listening, happy holidays to you, seasons, greetings, all that jazz. Hope you're enjoying or have enjoyed the Christmas holiday. We enjoyed week 16. We're here now for what figures to be about 30 or so minutes. Listen, it's our holiday, too. We don't have to spin for goodness knows how long our usual, I don't know, 45 to 90 minute stretch here we have two podcasts that we're going to be presenting to you this week first of all like i say let's uh let's kibitz with our pals rank jeremiah and handsome in just a moment here to look back on 16 and look ahead to week 17 in the meantime a couple things to to mention to you real quick first of all a new Sheck report will be up for your perusal or is up for your perusal depending on when you're looking for it and coming up later in the week it's the Shecky Awards 2013, all the, you know, again, if you're a newcomer, the Academy Awards handle movies, or most of the movies, I have some movie thoughts, the Grammys handle music, Emmys handle TV, Damashek covers all else, the awards uh, will be handed out later on this week, I believe Black Tie Behind the Glass, that's going to come out, it's, it's the appropriate time, not from Santa, but from uh, from Damashek coming down the chimney, 
uh, or I don't know the figurative, the uh, you know the cyber version of that. It'll be delivered to your computer on Christmas morning, I believe. So be on the lookout for that and uh, and listen to that at your leisure. As you, if you need to, uh, you know, steal a half hour or so away from your family this week. All right, now listen. Fellas, oh, also the Stitcher Awards. Make sure you go in there, Stitcher.com. Nominate us for Best Sports Show, or if you want to roll the dice, go for Best uh, Podcast, period. I think, uh, I think we've, uh, we've certainly earned that. All right, now let's kibitz here. Week 16, first of all, my main man, seated to my immediate right, as always. The fantasy season is wrapped up. He now sits atop the fantasy mountain, once again, over the likes of Fabiano, Harrison Smith and the rest of the world. Adam Rank, Muzzletov, happy holidays. And what's the poop, fellow? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, and sure. Thank you for the uh, for the very kind introduction. I did go back to back in our experts wow. fantasy league. That's my. That's third, hard to do. Third in the last. I was years. in that league. I was terrible this year. Yeah, you you made some. De- you you had a little bit of bad luck, which of course plays into it all the time. And I know Fabiano's been running around all day on Monday saying that. I'm the expert of experts, which is very nice. And he, you know, saying constantly that I am possibly the greatest fantasy footballer in the world. I don't, I don't, I don't want any. Is that, of that what praise. he's been saying? Because I've seen him, it. and he didn't say that to me. Oh, is that right? No, indeed. Oh, that's right. By saying that, I mean he's not made eye contact with me <laughs> since I dispatched him two weeks ago. I have a quick thought for you about fantasy, and then we'll get into real football. We're coming at you on Monday afternoon, the Monday night football game. The last game ever at the stick well, is is uh, about to kick off here. What? What if the 49ers end up with uh, the two seed? That's true. That's interesting. They still could. Oh, yes. What am I talking about? I skipped the headline. Yeah, your fantasy title, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> How about Damashek's uh, deed last Absolutely. week? I sat here mm-hmm. in this podcast studio a week ago. What did I say, Black Tie? Tell me what I said. The Arizona Cardinals are going to win it. Hear me now. It's Damashek's upset. Not of the week. Not of the month of the season. The Arizona Cardinals like are keeping themselves alive. Circle it. Get back to me on Sunday night and praise me for my sage prediction here. That's right. I set the Cardinals over the Seahawks. I took endless amounts of grief from Seahawks. And by the way, mm-hmm. I had a banner day. I mean, I, I made many great pr- predictions. I said the Bills. You know, and now let me no, listen. Now no, let me jump to the hold next on, guy. Hold on, here. hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you, you're spoiling. You've already seen what's going to happen. So you you're should right. be. Perfect. I do have a DeLorean, but some yeah. unit. You, no one knows better than you. When you and I have jumped into our DeLorean into the future, sometimes it gets wonky. Well, it's I, not. It's not exact as you would like it to be. Well, I'm blacked out half the time when we're getting yeah, that's back. True. So I like to have a couple of road sodas on the. On the I nailed back. it. I said Cowboys by one. Now, of course, we know the news <laughs> about the Cowboys, which is. Uh, I mean, I literally went into the grocery store earlier today for. 12 minutes and I walked back out and everything had changed, which is to say the Tony Romo appears to be out for the season. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. And also, let's talk about the fact that this guy who I'm going to introduce to you got hailed online for picking the Bills over the Dolphins. I also made that pick. Where was my Where was my justice? Where was my parade? Explain it to me, move the sticks. Explain it to me, Daniel Jeremiah. Well, first of and all, happy Dave, holidays. And by happy the way. holidays, and Rank. It's good to see you again see as well. Uh, look, the, the the best part about the praise that I got for the Buffalo pick is that it came from somebody 
that you know very well. That's right. David Todd in Pittsburgh, PA. From Pittsburgh. Whoa. Why would he hail someone because, not from Pittsburgh? Because Damashek claims Pittsburgh, and Damashek likes to think there's a wonderful relationship between him <laughs> and Pittsburgh. I'm not so no. certain that's the case. Apparently not. So this guy in Pittsburgh wanted to tout the former, what, director of scouting for the Ravens? Former Ravens scout? Well, I, worked, I, I was, uh, oh, no, with the Ravens, I was a West Coast scout. With, West the, Coast with scout. the Browns, same division, you know, right. old rival, not really anymore because the Browns haven't been any good, was a national scout. So I've worked with two other teams inside the division, but that just shows you the Damashek mm. love that he believes in his head exists. No the juice. bond wow. between him and the, and the city of Pittsburgh. I know. Not what so legit. But look, and the other thing I want to say is, is real quick, is, as Dave, you know, pats himself on the back here, uh, for being a genius, yeah. Let's go to let's go to our weekly Twitter. Uh, my favorite tweet of the week, uh, and that comes to us from one Dave Damashek, who asks me, <laughs> loves to hit me with draft questions. He, yeah, that's he, right, he, I do. He loves. I respect you. Apparently, the respect is not mutual. Loves to hit me up with questions. Anyways, he asked if it would be smart if the uh, if the Steelers were to select Tyler. Llewellyn. I was asking, round. should they take a left tackle? Tyler Llewellyn. I, I said, you know, I, I, I honest, to be honest, Dave, I haven't studied Tyler Llewellyn. Is he better than Taylor Lewan? I'm oh, just I'm See, he zinged me. So what? Maybe my mind was on movies. I just watched uh, Inside Lewin Davis, and as a side note, 2013 is the best year for movies in the last 20, probably. But all right. You want to embarrass me? Embarrass oh, me. Oh, I, I, I would never do that I if you didn't spend sh- the first 10 minutes of the podcast. I give Rank a pass because it's Fabiano, and there's always a reason to take a <laughs> shot at him. But for Dave, you made all these great picks. I know. Everybody listens to every word you say on here. They That's all right. give you your respect for I want to say this. I made a mistake, but I wanted to make sure I didn't spell Luan's name wrong. <laughs> and so so I so I went into the Google and just typed that, and Llewellyn came up. I'm like, what? Have First I been of all, crazy? is he related to Doug Llewellyn, like the Judge Watner oh, sidekick? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's Lou and Dave. I don't know. And I was like, wait, his name's Llewellyn? With all, and it has four L's in it. I was very confused. My question was, just to clarify, was should the Steelers basically take the top-graded left tackle, cornerback, or I forget what the receiver. other... Uh, yeah, receiver. Receiver. There. Yeah. Oh, because I like Marquise Lee. I yeah. think he'd be a, a steal for them. But anyway, that was the question, and I misspelled the Michigan left tackle's name, and... DJ pounced on the opportunity to humiliate me. All right, let's now talk to the last guy here in Studio 66, all the way from England, licking his wounds after his uh, his Dolphins got that, shut out. That by we the... both predicted, though, right, That's... Dave? There we go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you, Dave? I'm great as well, actually. Yeah. I also like uh, you and DJ. I predicted that the Dolphins would Did you lose really? to the Buffalo Bills. Wow! But unlike you two, two minutes before the game kicked off, I thought I can't be disloyal to the Miami Dolphins, and I changed my pick. Oh. And and I regretted it. That's the that For you know, everything. But that's the fan experience, yeah, isn't fan it? Experience. When you're really diehard, you always think right. my team's going to lose. My team's going to lose. No, no, no. This no, was, they're going to do it. They're yeah. going to rise up and do it at the last second. That's but, how it goes. But this was one that last week. For from almost the moment they beat the Patriots, I was just like, they're definitely going to lose to the Bills. Everything everything pushes yes. towards, you know, I've had enough history with the Miami Dolphins to know that this is exactly the kind of game that they lose. Hey, they did everything perfectly for me, and I and right. I, and I let go of that pick. Well, I, so it, we did actually talk about that, I think, on the second podcast last week, was the fact that the Dolphins are a, a young team, and it is, you know, week after week, they had to get up for big games, and there were significant games, and none more so than 
when Tom Brady and company paid him a visit in South Beach. That was monumental, preceded by the game in Pittsburgh that they won in the snow. You could feel that even though there were great stakes here, that there might be a letdown there. Well, yeah, there's that sort of trap game element to it, but also they were just basically, all their weaknesses were exposed. They couldn't do anything about that, uh, about the uh, Bills' defensive line, but then also they seemed to to refuse to run the ball. They were very stubborn in their refusal to run the ball, even when it wasn't working. Are they still, though, winning in? Are they winning in? No, no one's winning in. Nobody is winning in. There's no AFC team. They need need either the Ravens to lose or, bizarrely, they have to. They definitely have to win, obviously. But they need they need to win, and then the Chargers to win. And I still can't quite understand how the Dolphins and then one of their competitors for how, this sixth. Uh, because it negates. Card. Because it then negates the Ravens. It's it, it, this is one of those all, great it, years where all, it, when it's murky like this. It's, it's so, so weird. Murky. It's going to be like if the Chargers just don't show up, they're in the playoffs, right? Or something crazy. <laughs> yeah, sometimes these well, the, ha- every every couple of years, one of these situations comes up, and it's a lot of fun. And it's not just because the Steelers have improbably somehow found themselves as still in the mix. I take no pride in it, but it would be fun to see them right. at eight and eight sneak into the playoffs. And you know, uh, you know, Greg Rosenthal of Around the League pointed out the most remarkable thing of all is that the Forty ers and Rank you just mentioned it, they could go as high as the number one seed or it's conceivable that they would completely miss the playoffs. Now, they're not going to, but it's possible. That's the range right. as in these NFL playoffs. I don't love parity because, as I've said, mediocrity is is a synonym of parity. Um, but it is it is kind of fun, at least for a couple of days on this holiday week, as you sit there. This is something, if nothing else, it's fodder for you with your relatives to sit around and kibitz about. You know, uh, what do we talk about? Like, yeah, we've covered work and everything. I don't really care that much after the first four minutes. Now, what could, oh, we'll talk about the, all the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Scenarios. The AFC sixth seed. I mean, I could just see Grandma getting involved in that conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know who this sucks for, though, in the, in the personnel side of things, is uh, when everything's clearly defined. You always have to work the, the, the scouts in house. You have a pro department, a college department. The pro department works on the advanced scouting reports. Mm-hmm. So you, if there's a clearer picture, you kind of know. Okay, we need to we need to prepare, study this team all week, and you have to pre- prepare like a little mini book for your coaching staff when you get ready to play a game. In this situation, you've got you've got a you know four or five different teams you could be possibly playing, so you have to you're hmm. grinding away tape, grinding away reports, and you're having a you know most you know they'll have a couple guys that have two different teams, or they'll bring in some of the younger scouts and they'll even have a team that they need to, to prep on. So you're having to prep for all these possible opponents, not knowing who you're going to get. It's it's brutal. There, there will not be a lot of sleep in personnel departments for those teams. Well, there be one team that's like you know what? we're just going to wing it. If we make it, <laughs> like what if we end up playing the Cowboys? We don't how much scouting do we have to actually do? Well, I, I mean, there are so many directions to go. The Romo injury, you know, but pulling the curtain back, we don't know if he's going to play exactly because it's been reported he's out and he's going to have surgery. But Jason Garrett gets up at the podium again on Monday afternoon and says, we're not ruling him out yet. Now, now DJ, I asked you beforehand, and your yep. response to that was what? I think he'll be out. I think this, you know, all these coaches they want to feel like they protect all every advantage they possibly can. They don't want to give any information unless it's required of them. And at this point in time, it's not required of them to say right. what's going on. So how does it behoove them to say, yeah, he's he's out? You know, even if there's, you know, if there's a fifteen percent chance that your opponent has to worry a little bit about Tony Romo in the back of their mind, they don't think he's going to play, but there's reasonable doubt. Uh, that's more preparation for them. I, I don't think it's much of an advantage when you do this kind of stuff, but that's the way all these coaches think. You'll have you know th- all these charts you'll you'll come up with on third and third and medium, third and long. What his tendencies are, what he likes to do. You'll drill those into your player's head all week long. 
uh, with tendencies and such, and, and then they all get thrown out the window when he doesn't play. So basically you're requiring some young guys in the, in the other organization to have to put together a bunch of paperwork they're going to toss in the trash can. All right, let's say you're right. Let's go. I, there's so many directions to go, so many fascinating scenarios that could play out here. First of all, I declare, I've for the last two months, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I talk a ton about the Jenga of the NFL, and if you remove, you never know what piece is going to cause it to collapse. I say the Broncos are essentially doomed now without Von, Ooh, Von Miller. Miller. Is that true, Rank? Oh, absolutely. That I mean, we are, you and I have both declared that Peyton is not going to run through two snow games plus a, a game in the Super Bowl and win it yeah, out in the, the outdoors. In the but outdoors. now you have your most important defensive piece gone for the year. Yeah, that really hurts. You watch their defense play. It, it hasn't been very good, and some teams have exposed them. Now you're going to get into a situation in the playoffs where these games are tighter, you know? And, and I've been watching the Colts. And I kind of dismissed them a couple of weeks ago. You're the only one that's watching the Colts, by the way. Have you heard their name mentioned anywhere? It is. I I said that (laughs) yesterday watching the games, that 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 is an under-the-radar team that really had a chance to get as high as the two seed. They still do, right? They still still, do. I think it's possible, but they're looking at the four seed. They Mm -hmm. would play what? The Chiefs. They play Kansas City, who they just beat. And then you start thinking about the teams that the Colts have beaten. They've beaten the Broncos. They've beaten the 49ers. They've beaten the Chiefs. Seahawks. Most of these teams on the road. You're like, why would why would I be concerned if the Colts had to go to Denver? I agree. In the second round, Reggie Wayne is that? I listen again back to Jenga. Reggie Wayne is that big a deal? That I mean, I know he's great, uh, but I mean that. The, do you think who do you fear less, handsome? Who do you think is less relevant, even though they're going to the playoffs? The Chiefs or the Colts, or do you say neither one really is going to make much of a dent? come uh, January. But I, I think they're like uh, like so many of the teams, you know, and pretty much every team in the NFL at this point, but certainly all the teams in the playoffs is that one day they can look like world beaters and then the next day they could be they could, you know, lay an egg. So both of those teams are, are very capable and have shown it, you know, in recent weeks of being either fantastic like the Colts were yesterday or fantastic like the Chiefs were a week before. You just you, you don't know what you're going to get. DJ, that's why that's why January is going to be so much fun. I guess, but it's it really we're through 16 weeks of this. We have only 60 minutes left for each team, and I really I was thinking about it this morning. Now that the Seahawks and they didn't just lose to the Cardinals, and by the way. How often do we hear about the most important statistic is turnovers, that's all that matters, whoever wins the turnover battle. Carson Palmer did his best to give that game away. Four interceptions against the Seahawks, and yet that Cardinals defense rises up. I mean, they have so many individual pieces. Can, uh, you know, uh, collectively they're great. I know they lose Honey Badger, but this team's likely to still miss the playoffs. But the Seahawks, I do feel like, because there's been a little bit of buzz now, like maybe the Cardinals have exposed the way to defeat these Seahawks. Is that, with that, with them is the possible exception, because all we've talked about for three months is that no one's going to go into Seattle in January and beat that team. Yeah. Do you still feel that way? Who's good? I mean, I really, I mean, the. Whoever wins the NFC North is not going to, I mean, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or not, clearly this is not a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. I, I mean, who who are the teams, let's just boil it down yeah. to that then. Who, name for me three teams that are, re, are realistic Super Bowl champions come February. Well, I, I think looking at what, looking at that game you just talked about, the Arizona-Seattle game, to me, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, and I know you've talked about this before, Dave, 
I, I I look at that game plan and I study the heck out of it because I think they're one of the few teams that has the personnel to do to Seattle yeah, right, what Arizona right. did because what they're able to do, they're able to stop the run without putting a lot of assets down in the box, and they were also able to keep Russell Wilson hemmed in the pocket because of what they do up front. And they have the athletes in the backing with Patrick Peterson and company to slow things down. Now, their, their secondary to me is better than the Panthers' secondary, but what they did up front, keep Russell Wilson mm-hmm. in the pocket – I think Carolina can employ that same game plan, and, and, and Cam Newton gives you the capabilities of maybe adding a little bit more than what Carson Palmer did the other day. So that, to me, I put the Panthers in there. I still – Seattle has to be – I mean, I still think they're the, the top team when right. you just look at it, take that loss uh, for what it was. But I still think they'd be my number one team. Carolina, to me, is very interesting. The AFC is, I mean, wide open. I mean, Von wide Miller open. now – this is not – of course, we've gone over it, and I don't want to rehash it for the millionth time. You can go back and listen to me and rank kibitz about it. I've gone on record as saying that Peyton Manning, uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are both not going to win the Super Bowl, and I also say Peyton Manning's never going to win the Super Bowl again. So, I don't you know, Von Miller being out. Yeah, who's going to the Super Bowl from the AFC? The Bengals? If the Bengals could, if they had home field and they are and they are, and they're fairly close, they must sort of. I know they had that big win against the the Patriots, mm-hmm. but that aside, I feel like they have to be kicking themselves a little bit. I mean, because if they had the fir- if they had the top seed, I would say they're the team because when they the, the splits between. The them at home and them on the road is massive. It's Andy Dalton. I so know. who is it then? Who goes to the Super Bowl rank? For the AFC, you could pretty much make a case for just about anybody except for Denver. And I would say what? <laughs> they're not what? even they're not an option. Nah, All right. Why? Why do that to yourself? I could see any of those eight and eight teams or whatever. They'll be Easily. nine and seven. I could what? see at least in the first round. I, I mean, if 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 let's say. Ben Roethlisberger goes into Cincinnati. Is it a guarantee that the Bengals wouldn't beat them or the Colts wouldn't beat the Steelers? By that logic, would Phil uh, Phil Rivers going in? Chargers. With them rolling, beating the Broncos, and then they would obviously have to win this last game too. If they do that, if they beat the Chiefs, whether the whether KC lays down or not, it, would it be a stunner if the if Rivers defeated either the the you know whoever winds up? I mean, it could conceivably be the Patriots, but it's likely to be the Colts or Bengals. Handsome Hank. Well, I mean, if you look at so at, at points of this season, we've all said that uh, you know at some point we thought the Broncos were the best team in the NFL. At the same time, we've all written rank, them off. Rank, we've, rank we've, rank well, never he said has, that. but we've all, uh, but we've also all written them off as they they can't do it. Right? The Patriots, same way. At some points, the Patriots have looked like world beaters. At other points, when they lost to the Dolphins a week ago, you think, well, okay, they you know without Gronkowski, they they're missing that bit. The Chiefs at one point looked like a great team. Then they didn't. The Colts beat the beat the Broncos. We thought, wow, the Colts are the real deal. Then then we've seen them lay eggs all over the place. The Bengals have been up and down. The, every single team in the AFC has both looked like yeah. the best team in, in potentially in the league and also. I don't even know how they're going to make the playoffs. Who's so, what is that say, team hey, that's going to win two just, in a row? Just, just just say it. Just stamp it right now. Miami Dolphins are winning the whole thing. <laughs> I'm not willing to do that. <laughs> I, I'm not willing to do. I don't know. I, but that, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not just being a shell. The reason that I'm so excited about it, January is that uh, I, I think in both conferences, but especially in the AFC, even you know from this week on, week 17, we don't know what's going to happen. Every team doesn't control their destiny. You know, anything could happen this week. But genuinely, when when we get to January, I have no idea what's going to happen, and I'm just going to enjoy watching. I'll it. tell you the team we. You know, a team we haven't talked about who I think could be a Super Bowl team is a team we watched last night. The Philadelphia Eagles. I was right. just, I was going to get to that. But, but a week ago, they were. They got, they were they, Matt Castle lit them up like Matt, a Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah. 
Right. That's so a, who knows? I, they they had that impressive win over the Lions in the snow and the elements. Then they look terrible against right. the Vikings, and That's now what, they look. That goes to Handsome's point, though. Like trying to trying to be in the prediction business, unless you're Damashek this Yo, past Dave, week. That's right. You heard what Dave said. Sage. Yeah. I don't <laughs> care. You know what? I don't care if you don't want to give me credit for it. The people of Seattle have learned not to not to give me their business. I say it in the Sheck report, and I say it again to you now. I, the the good people of Seattle. I love the city. I love the stadium. I wish that they would get a ring for their sake because they clearly desire one very badly. But they treated me, after I announced that I thought the Cardinals were going to beat their Seahawks, they treated me not unlike all those other reindeer treated Rudolph, which is to say they laughed and called me names. And it hurt my feelings a little bit. But I knew I I had the trump card, which is a victory come Sunday in in the clink. I got it, but... I, you know, first of all, before we move on Check, to the Eagles, quick, and I also want to talk can Panthers. I, can I ask a question yes. to you guys about predictions? What's going to be, obviously with the Texans out of the playoff race, what's going to be that early Saturday game to start off the playoffs? Oh, in terms of what's the it, – so that's be, considered the worst game of the – it's got to yeah, be the gonna 16. Be, it's going to be an 8-8 eight eight team. It's going to be, a chi- it's gonna be it'll probably be Bengals, Chiefs. It'll be Bengals versus – same, same – well, I, think it'll, I think it'll be Colts-Chiefs. I think that Yeah, I think it's a Chiefs game, yeah. Well, I mean, that's got to be worrisome for the Chiefs. They just yeah. got it handed to them at home, although it was empty in Arrowhead, which is weird. I don't, I, I, uh, meaningless DJ. What happens in an organization just before the playoffs? The, you know, the Ravens kind of caught fire towards the end yeah. of the regular season last year. Obviously, though, they, I mean, they, no, they, they lost what, like four of their last five yeah, last year? Oh, they limped. Why? Well, yeah, because I always think of that year. Chargers. G- oh, yeah, that's, I'm sorry. Scratch that. Right. They were, that's what I declared them, the worst 10-2 and two team I'd ever seen. They were really, they kept uh, slipping by, and yet they only had one or two losses. Yeah, that's right. They limped home, including, though, they gave away Week 17 because the game had no import yeah. to them. But what do you make of that? I mean, for instance, the Chiefs, Andy Reid is implying that he's not going to, you know, go all in on Week 17 because the game has that's no... That's his history, too. He's done that in the past. Is that wise? I understand the risk that you could lose a key piece, but... But look at what Chip Kelly did on Sunday night. I think it's better. I know there are exceptions, but what's the organization say if you're if if you're yeah. the Chiefs right now? What's that? you know Andy Reid? What's yeah. what's what's his mentality right now? Wow, we just got whipped at home by the team we have to play in two weeks. Well, I mean, I've uh, I've been around a couple different times where this is a discussion that pops up, and it's there's usually a pretty healthy debate inside the building because there's people in both camps in terms of we got to keep the momentum going, let's keep rolling. And then the other people saying it's most important we be healthy. I can think back to in Baltimore, um, the year Jamal Lewis was chasing the rushing record. We Mm -hmm. had already clinched our position in the postseason, and we're playing Pittsburgh in a Sunday night game. I believe it was the last game of the regular season. And this is a heated rival, us and Pittsburgh. And it was like, are we going to let Jamal try and go for the record, or are we going to try and save him for the next week? Because we had to turn around and play in the playoffs. And we we did. We played him the whole game. He broke 2,000 yards. He came up short of the – of the record, but it was a one of those typical physical Baltimore Pittsburgh games, and we were uh, I, th- I believe it was the next week we played Tennessee in the playoffs, and we were one and done. Hmm. Um, so there there is always that discussion. There's people that believe strongly on both sides of it, and we've seen with with Peyton Manning's Colts a lot of times where they rested up and had you know these great seasons, and then they just fell flat in the first round of the playoffs, and that was a great debate with them. Hmm. Uh, should they have kept pressing you know, forward as opposed to backing off the gas? It's it, yeah, it really is fascinating, and I do want to talk about Chip Kelly's Eagles real quick though in the AFC just to try and figure out this sixth seed. The Steelers need 
all the three teams ahead of them. The Ravens, Chargers, who play at the Bengals. They need the Chargers and KC. They need the Chargers to lose to KC. And they need the Dolphins to lose at home against the Jets. Which of those is the least likely to happen? Ooh, Kansas Dolphins City. Losing. I would say the, I would say the Chargers losing would be the least likely. I think that I think the Jets. I think Rex is going to push hard for their eighth win. I think they'll go down. I, and well, I agree with Rex. Yeah, definitely. I I don't think they're going to lay down. That's for sure. Rank. I think the Dolphins have that one. You think the Dolphins will beat them oh, at yeah. home? Beat mm-hmm. the Jets? I think Rex Ryan should thumb his nose. What I think. I, I hope he wins for his sake, for dignity's sake, because he brought that team. A lot of people, including me, were saying three and thirteen or five and eleven. Listen, if he gets them to five hundred, that's exceeding expectations of all human beings, I think. And if he does that, I hope then that the Jets do offer him the gig back. All right, we want to bring you back. And Rex says, nope, I'm moving to Detroit. See you later. I'm going to take over a more talented roster and turn that team around. And, and, uh, but and that's, ha- that's going to be an interesting situation because he still has time left on his contract, right? He has one more year. So, I mean, he can try and make a power play and say, hey, either give me an extension or I'm out of here, but they would own his rights, so he would have to get fired. And if I'm, if you're the Jets, wouldn't you say, hey, you know, well, we're just going to bring you back for one more year? There's nothing he could really do about that. And then fire he, him after all the vacancies no, are filled? You no, mean, no, no, no. I'm saying, it? like, just oh. if you wanted just if you just wanted another year to kind of make up your mind whether or not you wanted to keep him. Um, I mean, because I've heard a lot of people say, well, well, Rex will go on there and he'll he'll force his way out. Well, it doesn't really work like that because they, they own your rights. You'd have to get compensation if he was going to go somewhere else and coach it. But it's happened. not going to be that hard a uh, job to say, listen, it's in our mutual interest to let me walk away. I know, obviously, you don't, I'm not your. Yeah, but see, the, the other answer. side, of it, I, I think if I'm the Jets, I'd give him a couple year extension off of what he's done. Mm. I think this is the best coaching job that Rex has done since he's been there. This this roster has no business uh, being close to an eight-win team, and I think you give Rex Ryan a whole lot of credit for that. It's interesting. All right, so real quick, let's just decide. Chargers is who people feel is going in, except for Handsome says his Dolphins. Look, the Dolphins yesterday got beaten 19 to nothing right, and managed to go from the seventh seed to the sixth seed. So I don't even understand. They just don't need to score any points against the Jets. <laughs> it's hard to and, make and, sense. Yes, and to me, that that's that's what the, happens. That's the formula what, for success. What, what is the scenario if they all lose? There, wow, there now that's a, a great question. I think it's the Dolphins, it? right? The Dolphins get in. Miami, if the Miami Jets are lose, eliminated, but you're lose, right. You'd... San Diego lose. And Pittsburgh, lo- I don't and know. And Baltimore, and Baltimore. I'm pretty Baltimore sure it's the Dolphins. Lose. If they all lose, I'm pretty sure the Dolphins get it. I think the Dolphins. In which case, as has been submitted many times before, let's just cancel it all. I mean, there's no reason. They, 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 none of them deserve it then. I agree. If the Jets beat the Dolphins and all the other contenders, just change the rules and put the Jets in. They're the only yeah. ones who rose to the occasion. Or just, or just but, How about give, this? A, give a team a buy. Literally, give a team a buy in, in yeah, wildcard right. weekend. Would it be possible to just let the Cardinals go in and take yes. that spot? Oh, no, that would be nice. Send them over to the AFC. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Do you think they would win the AFC? Probably win the AFC. I mean, who would who would you really be afraid of them playing? <laughs> I know DJ doesn't uh, have enough faith in Carson Palmer to to win ah, three straight sense. games on the road, but that well, defense. If they, can win games when he throws, if they can beat Seattle when he throws four picks, then four who knows? picks and they still won that game is yeah. insane. That's the craziest stat of the weekend, aside of course from me picking them to win. Uh, in the first place. All right, real quick, the Carolina Panthers, you mentioned them. I thought this was a significant win, not just for the team, but for Cam Newton specifically. And I was stunned to see Peter King during the game ripping Cam Newton for not making a play, and this is why he's the first overall pick, is he made one good play all day, and so on and so forth, really hammering this guy in a big moment. 
And at the same time, uh, of course, Peter King's background is is that he loves Peyton Manning and holds, you know, in fact, had I don't know if he had the final vote, but had a big say in Sports Illustrated naming him Sportsman of the Year. Peyton Manning has all the re- weapons in the world around him. Cam Newton won in the rain against one of the juggernauts in their division, and Steve Smith was down. Cam Newton has nobody, has no weapons out there save Greg Olson. I thought that was a, a an impressive victory. DJ, you said what you feel. You feel like this Panthers team has a legit shot at the Super Bowl. Do they have enough, though, Ray? Can they get to the Super Bowl with a hobbled Steve Smith now, as good as that defense is? Yeah, for for exactly, exactly the reasons DJ was talking about, is they have the defense to match up against Seattle. You're looking at a team that can go in and win on the road in Seattle, which is why teams like Carolina, teams like San Francisco, even Arizona, if they happen to make it into the playoffs because that's by just recent history, they can right. obviously win in Seattle. But a team like the Saints, they don't really have – Oh, Saints are done. And now but they it, don't have Kenny Vaccaro. So that's if, – if, if there was any doubt that they – maybe that some of the things could break just so. It would be tough to be him. On, on the road, on no the road chance. with too many pieces missing. I mean, so they it, lost at the Jets. That's all you But I was – well, I was still up until last week saying that, you know, if they had gotten the number two seed, if they would have – Agreed. If they would have been able to hang on last week or – yeah, They're undefeated they at home, right? The Saints are undefeated at home. Pretty confident in yeah. that statement. Yeah. They uh they would have been the number two seed. San Francisco could easily knock off uh Seattle. There were there was a there was a chance the Saints could have played host to the NFC championship game, but if they have to go on the road, they're out. The the NFC North team, I don't feel, even even your beloved Packers will not go to Seattle and win. So it's it's those. It's not the Packers teams. I love. It's AJ Hawk, course, who's is one of, of our favorites, and then Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, who I hold up in such. It's got you got to have the defense. Like if you don't have the defense to match up in the NFC, you're not going to. That's why I have. I kind I, of agree. Kind that of like, sounds like something. Defense wins championships, but, but I do. I do happen to agree that but, there are so many teams with good quarterbacks and high-powered offenses, but just abysmal defenses. I, see, I mean, really lousy ones. And the, I think the X factor kind of is back to twenty minutes ago. The team, the defense that we've watched over the course of this season, go from terrible to okay, not too bad. Is the Eagles, right. and I feel like maybe they, they're the wild card, well, but they, they still have to go to Dallas and well, win again. Here's here's, here's my. I, I know we're getting ready to wrap up here, so I want to give you my final thought before uh, we end here, and that's my dream. I always like to talk about my Damashek ideal scenario. You know what would be the perfect thing for Dave and his career going forward, and here it is. <laughs> it is a Super Bowl outdoors in the cold. Mm-hmm. With Peyton Manning mm. representing the AFC and Kyle Orton leading the <laughs> oh. Cowboys to the charge, oh. it would it would be. I mean, you would win the Stitcher Awards. You'd, yeah. You know, you'd knock off the Around the League Boys for the old iTunes Award they just won next I year. I would I mean, listen. My dream, my dream has already been dashed. It was Kyle Peyton Orton v. with the Roma. neck beard with the neck beard against Peyton Manning. Kyle trophy Orton, on the line. Kyle Orton is no longer sporting the neck beard. Kyle Orton is a very very different looking chap. It's now. a lot of time between now and the Super Bowl. Just to jump in here real quick, DJ said. Be out ATL guys, much pups ATL, but the award they won was the best new show. Is that what it was? That, okay, yeah, there's a lot was. of attention going their way. What? A yeah. lot of high five. A lot, so. a, a, lot of high five a lot of high five. Do you remember when Jeremiah first so. went, went rank? Remember when DJ first shadowed uh, Studio 66? He yes. was a sweet guy, of course, just trying to fit in, have some fun. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden he's the biggest mixer I know. Well, now that once you start hanging out with Dan Helly, who is the host of Total Access, that's what happens. You, you have uh, 
different velvet ropes opened to you. I got you. And well, it's a different world that spe- he's living in. Now. Speaking of Helly, real quick, somebody tweeted me the other day. It's one of those deals where you read something, you don't know whether it's a compliment or these yeah. really not nice. Said, I love watching Total Access. Helly provides the looks, and Jeremiah provides the brains. And I thought, you know what? Is it, he's saying that I'm ugly? I think yeah. that's just basically what he's <laughs> yeah, saying. What is that? Yeah. that is what he's saying. Yeah. All right, last thing, fellas, and then uh, and then that'll be that. And we got the Shecky Awards coming up. Worst call in history in Lambeau on that oh, uh, blocked field goal. Ugh. Worst call ever. I mean, literally. I, I know that's hyperbole to your ear rank. That was the worst. I mean, Come on. what is the explanation of them blocking a kick and the other t- the Steelers blocked the field goal? And somehow the refs don't just say, well, hey, the Steelers batted that ball. They don't just say, all right, replay the down. No, no. New set of downs for the Packers. It's a block kick. How, do you, how, how would the Packers? What is by hook or by crook? There is no way the <laughs> Packers get the ball back even for a fourth down, let alone a new set of downs. Fire. Get out of here, Jeremiah. You know I, when I was reading your diatribe, I wanted. I was imagining. Oh my goodness! Somebody was with that a southern crazy? accent going, "Hey, hey, look! Like that's the rule. Like I don't know why you're piling on here." <laughs> Like, come what on, rule? let that one go. I mean, that is let the most that. insane phrase I've heard in some time uh, was uh, possession is not a reviewable aspect of the play. That's all that is ever reviewed on replay is possession of the ball. Yeah. And for more of this, check out the Sheck Report this week. I'm sure it's on there. It is on there, as no, a matter of fact. Thank I'm you, sure he Black won't Doug. touch on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was outrageous, and that's all I'll say about it. And that's all I'm going to say on the rest of this podcast except this. Thanks to Daniel Jeremiah, uh, uh, handsome Hank over there. Good luck to your Dolphins. I'm sorry I'm flustered. I just can't get over it. Adam Rank, congratulations on your victory. Also, congratulations to the Dutch Mook who defeated me in my oh, in, no. in my title game. He, I, I Listen, Rank, file this one away for future reference. Okay. This the, he I really and I've said this to him I, he may have revolutionized fantasy football with what this do do? Be, because of the way offenses work now mm-hmm. if you can um, focus on the right offense if you correctly guess in the preseason this offense is going to be one of those powerhouses he just took every Bronco he took he had Peyton Manning and we did this in an auction he got Demarius Thomas he got Wes Welker he got Noshan and he got Julius Thomas. And he put up 145 on me in the in the title standard scoring, and he just obliterated the how league. Did, how did he? How did he survive week 14? He barely did. That was the that's the bugaboo is that when you're when that team comes up short, then you're going to put up a terrible number. But more often than not, you're going to win. And he did it with the. Or was it? Wait, it was last week. It was last week. Last it was week, week 15. He barely survived because he also happened to have Julian Edelman. So somehow the oh. Patriots did end up saving his hide because he uh, he bet on the Broncos. But still, it was a fascinating strategy. But muzzle tough to you. Thank you on your championships and uh, and black tie. You want to tout yourself real quick too? I you, did win a title. Uh, the NFL fan. Fantasy Live show Adam Rank is on. The producers, we all have a league. And even if I'm not working at NFL Fantasy Live this season, I still came away with the title. Second time in three years. Yeah, buddy. Good for you, Black Is Fabiano in that league? Probably is. I don't know. He's in like <laughs> ten leagues. He's sounds in like, every sounds league, like yeah. a spirited league. You have no idea who's even no, in Fabiano it. No, Fabiano has like ten <laughs> leagues. I'm tired of keep, keeping It's up fascinating that. that for the last ten minutes, Black Tie in our ear has been saying we've got to wrap this up. And oh, yeah, we've, we we've got plenty of time yeah. to talk about oh, this. Oh, we can talk about. You know, <laughs> All right, he's m- got it. He, when you talk about revolutionizing fantasy football, what's your strategy, Black Tie? Why don't you Why don't you lay it down for us? 
you guys know the drill. Exemplary body language is key to be drafted by my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. So that's that. Merry Christmas and all the rest. Uh, Festivus, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah is in the rearview mirror. But I uh, hope you have a good time and uh, happy uh, happy stuff with all the family and friends and all that jazz. We'll be back with the Shecky Awards on Christmas morning or maybe after if that's when you get around to them. Either way, happy holidays. Enjoy week 17. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce on the other side of that. Meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.